It's time to get beastial. Time to get beastly. Stay and stay beastly. And stay beastly, most of all. Too much energy. And welcome to episode 127 of Too Much Energon, uh, your favorite podcast where uh, two dudes talk about Beast Wars shit and talk some shit about Beast Wars. I am your host, Neo Cal, and I am joined by my other host, Christopher Siege. That's me. I am the one and only Christopher Siege. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Or should I say Siegemus Primal? Sejimus Primal, and joined by his podcasting partner in crime, Calamus Prime. That's right. You got the touch. Autobots. Um, the touch. Are you ready to transform and roll out? Uh, yeah, this is, um, uh, as Cal mentioned, this is episode 127 of Too Much Energon. And uh, this week... Uh, we-, we did it, folks. We did it. This is our third anniversary special. Uh, we just, yeah, we did it. We finally finished those fucking god awful comics, and um, I was gonna say it. We 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 got a, a Beast Wars movie on the silver screen, but yeah, more importantly, we finished those god awful Beast Wars comics. We got a, we we <laughs> we finished those god awful Beast Wars comics, and uh, there was recently just a little movie that came out called uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. That features uh, some of our favorite uh, Beast Formers uh, on the big screen for the first time ever. This felt like a good time to uh, actually talk about that, as this is our third anniversary special. That's right. Uh, at the not at the time of recording, because we're recording this a little bit in advance. But when this episode goes live, it will be three years to the day since episode one of Too Much Energon first hit the podcasting airwaves. Damn, uh, we did you, it. We did do it. If uh, one a week, every single week since the date we started. Yeah, Wait. that's that's totally what happened. <laughs> Fifty-two it, a year. Wait it, a second, that's not math. That that that's not math. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, take that. Sorry, podcasts that talk about Beast Wars but haven't made it this far, of which I can name none. Well, I know of one that has more episodes than we do, but we're a better show. <laughs> Shots fired at whatever that is. I'll yeah, never shots know. fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I actually reached out to the a while back. I reached out to the hosts of another uh, beat now defunct Beast Wars podcast, and I was like, "Hey, would you like be interested in being on our show?" And, and he they was left. Like, fuck off. No, they left me on red, and I'm like, "All right, well, fuck you then. Our show's more popular than yours and better produced." And did you actually fun- say that? No. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> and we're way funnier. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the name of that podcast. No. No. Well, we did it, folks. It's taken damn near almost uh, what, 25 years. 26. 20, 27. Almost 27. Oh, no. We did it. We made it to the silver screen. Yeah, where are our, our, uh, the the be- the beasts in black are uh, have uh, are now adorned in silver, like that, the silver that, screen. That's right, and uh, yeah. So um, this okay, so before b- go before, ahead, yeah. <laughs> before we get into this, um, this will be the longest thing. Like you, you know, like listeners, you know our format. Like we like recap like what's going on in an episode or an issue of something, and then make jokes about it. Uh, this is going to be hands down the absolute longest thing we've ever reviewed. So um, we're gonna it's have gonna be the beats. Yeah, we're gonna have to like gloss over a lot of things. Oh, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about the the general. Uh, yeah, that's true. Even on our other podcast, the Laser Comb podcast, sometimes there'll be like a fifty minute like yeah. thing we'll review. But or we review like a like a two part thing. Yeah, this is over two hours long. This is officially the longest thing we've ever reviewed we've done commentary tracks before for long stuff but never uh never the old uh laser comb recap mm-hmm. shtick but um before uh yeah that's good point to make but before that too other than bumblebee which right. i i thought was fine um i haven't revisited the series in forever does this muck up the timeline like when this movie starts oh 100 1994 correct yeah so correct me if i'm wrong but this this has to make like a new timeline of sorts or is it considered like this happened and then everything else just went on to happen after it it's technically considered a prequel to the original transformers movie not 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 the real original Transformers movie, the Michael Bay yeah. one. And Bumblebee was in the eighties. Yeah. And so this they're is in both the 90s. kind of yeah, and, this is ninety four. The, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie is just set in the year that it came out, which is two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, it feels earlier than that for some reason. <laughs> um, uh, so this uh this is technically is considered a prequel, although I read an interview with the uh director Stephen Cappell Jr recently where he quite literally said that they are not concerned with continuity at all sweet that means you <laughs> could just change the this could be a different timeline yeah could be well, that's um, kind of cool yeah he said they're not concerned with uh continuity whatsoever they just want to tell the story that they want to tell i call it the highlander effect <laughs> i kind of like that though because it's like man who fucking cares just did do whatever I'm not paying attention. Earth Most was Unicron. Earth was Unicron in Transformers: The Last Night. I, I shit, you're not. Yeah, I was. I, I don't know because I never watched it. Um, I don't know like much about that, but like Planet was Unicron, but that was in like the medieval era. And the Autobots come to Earth uh, because uh, Megatron gets woken up in 2007. And this is the first time they've been to Earth in that movie. But, oh, actually, Bumblebee was here in the 80s and Optimus Prime and was also here in the 90s and hates humans for some reason. I 
Even though in uh, the first Michael Bay movie, he's all like, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. And now he's like, man, fuck these humans. <laughs> Mirage, why did you bring a human here? <laughs> That's actually not a bad <laughs> um, version of uh, this. The uh, What I will say, even though I know this, like Michael Bay hasn't done all the movies, right? Uh, he did the first five. He didn't do Bumblebee. So I'm just going to say the Bayverse, the, the Transformers yeah. Bay. That's what they call cinematic. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do we call this? The Bumbleverse? And this is the Bumbleverse. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The Bayverse yeah. and the Bumbleverse. But uh, that's a good Bay and Bumbleverse um, Optimus voice you got. Which they um, they do acknowledge the Bumblebee movie. So the Bumblebee movie, at least, is canon to this. Yeah, I can see that fitting into this. Like it's a new timeline, is what it. I, I I get the feel of. Yeah, we'll just pretend some like transwarp, something involving the transwarp key and some timey wimey bullshit created a like head cannon new timeline that no one's going to bother explaining. Yeah. So basically, Beast Wars stuff, Beast Wars bullshit. Yeah. I. <laughs> Perfectly right. fits within Beast Wars. If anyone has followed us down this this rabbit hole, that is the least plot hole way. Uh, like the, man, the uh, what was it? The two thousand nine IDW run, uh, two thousand six or six. Yeah, um, th- there was so much timey wimey crap in that that it was like couldn't even couldn't even pay attention to what time they were in so this this i'm fine with this yeah i'm fine with this too i'm not uh and i think it helps too that i don't really like the michael bay movies that much so i don't really give a shit that this movie doesn't really behold to the canon that they established that's where i'm at (laughs) i'm like the first one was like extremely novel and was like a i revisited letter to modern technology at the time and uh, uh product placement oh and also that yeah, like and like the, um, that one actress, uh, Megan. Uh, oh, okay. I see. When I think of actor, I really like. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember her name now. But we talked about her recently. I really like the hot si- blonde science chick in that movie. So when I think of Transformers chick, that's who I think of. Oh, is she also the chick in Edge of Tomorrow? Blonde? No. Oh, who am I thinking? Uh, you're thinking of uh, Emily Blunt. I'm thinking of Emily. Were we talking about Emily Blunt recently? That's why I'm confused. Um, I don't remember. One of yeah. Anyway, the 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 blonde science chick in the first Transformers movie. She would later go on to be in the uh, Jessica Jones TV series, nice. which I was excited because I hadn't seen her in anything at that point in like a decade. I'm like, oh hey, cool, it's her. So we're in 1994, and boy howdy, does this movie right out the bat, want to let you know that you're in 1994. So to, to get the ball rolling on this, the movie actually opens in space and we get a voiceover narration by big, big screen Optimus Primal, uh, who I'm going to refer to as Big Time Ronnie. Because <laughs> he's voiced by Ron Perlman. The, per- the Pearl Man. I, I coined <laughs> there the There should be a Pearl Man. <laughs> I coined the term Ron, the name Ronnie Primal like two years ago, and I've just been waiting for this to actually like talk waiting. about it. Yeah. Just it was waiting. almost out of spite when you used that. 
because it was like when everybody was up in arms in the community about uh, the voice actors in um, the yeah. last part of War for Cybertron. Yeah, and uh, being up in arms that uh, Gary Chalk wasn't cast as Optimus Primal in this movie, which Ron Perlman does fine. It also would have been cool to have Gary Chalk back. I mean, you got Peter Cullen doing Prime. Why not get Chalk doing Primal? Like, why not? I don't know. Anyway, so the movie opens in space. We get a voiceover narration by uh, Big Time Ronnie. And he's talking about how uh, uh, Unicron punched his teeth out. Wait, that's a different movie. He's talking about uh, uh, how uh, Unicron is coming, basically. And uh, he has come to their lush and beautiful world, which isn't Cybertron, apparently. So in this universe, the Maximals don't live, don't live and aren't from on Cybertron. This is an organic planet. Uh, so Well, uh, they're hiding out there. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, they're, they're like hiding out there, uh, that like whatever jungle planet that they're on. And that's so, a good way of like kind of being like, oh, we want to show Unicron eating a planet, but it can't be Earth and it can't be Cybertron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, big time Ronnie uh, explains that Unicron wants uh, their greatest piece of technology. Like he, he gives us the, the rundown about Unicron, giant, giant planet feeds on other planets. And he wants this piece of technology that they have called the Transwarp Key, which is... Uh, Folks, this is the MacGuffin of the of this film. But it fits in Beast Wars, this transwarp shit all the time. Yeah. And so what the transwarp key apparently is, is a device that essentially can take you to anywhere in the universe. Yeah, it's activated uh, the War for Cybertron. What were those giant, like, teleporty things that they made called? Uh, space bridges. Space bridges. It kind of can create a space bridge. Yeah wherever it's activated right and uh the reason why you and the maximals in this universe use this uh to basically visit uh different worlds and like seed them with life essentially yeah so I, it, I found that interesting i liked that in a way they're they're kind of interstellar colonizers um well now it depends do they harvest the natural resources from each planet back to cybertron uh i mean i would assume so oh, movie geez. does movie doesn't oh really, gosh yeah <laughs> movie doesn't really go into that i thought uh, that they were more like the architects from uh or the engineers from uh from the alien franchise fair enough we'll go with that no those guys are more evil never mind we're crazy we're who, who knows they seed planets yeah we're we're th we're overthinking this <laughs> uh yeah, they so go around what, being good guys. That's what they use the transwarp key for, and Unicron wants it because Unicron can use it to visit any planet he wants, and uh, Where, have a whenever he wants, whenever he wants, and Unicron can have a big old smorgasbord. Yes, and Unicron tummy hungry, me so hungry. And uh, th from then, we find out that uh, Unicron has a herald, a silver surfer to Unicron's Galactus, if you will. Unicron is exactly a straight up, what I is, was thinking of. Unicron's a straight up, is and always has been a straight up ripoff of Galactus <laughs> from Marvel Comics. And, uh, except his, he's a giant planet. Except he's a Wait, giant planet. But he's also of, a giant robot. He, he's Never also mind. a giant yeah, robot. A... <laughs> and 
Galactus is a giant dude. <laughs> think uh, basically the same guy. Think Galactus meets Ego, the Living Planet. Put those two together, <laughs> and you have Unicron. So yeah, there so, we go. Yeah. So Scourge, uh, the Silver Surfer in this movie, Scourge, uh, who is not as noble and just as the Silver Surfer, uh, comes to this planet in a spaceship, which it was refreshing in this movie to see Transformers actually use spaceships instead of transforming into little, like, self-contained stasis pods like they do in all the other fucking movies. Yeah, or are capable of space flight themselves and have, like, an alt mode. Yeah, to go off into into space. So yeah, it was actually cool to see them in ships. Yeah. So Scourge shows up, and uh, we get introduced to our first Maximal, and it's a big old gorilla. Now I know what you're thinking, big time Ronnie, right? No, wrong. He runs up and he talks to another gorilla, and uh, the other gorilla is big time Ronnie, and uh, he refers to this uh other uh big old gorilla as ape link now cal yeah was it ape link or primark or what no what it was, was ape it? it was ape link ape link huh now cal have you have you ever heard of uh ape link oh as a beast wars no <laughs> so uh i was ape gonna L- say as a beast wars professional of course i've heard of ape link um no man i don't know like 80 percent of no, I offshoot <laughs> Transformers. I had to look up all uh, Ape Lincoln himself. Um, Ape Link is a was a Botcon exclusive redeco Beast Machines character that was a redeco of Transmetal Optimus Prime Primal. So immediately, I'm like, of all of the characters of Beast Wars and Beast Machines lore that you could draw from when you're only going to have a handful of Maximals in this movie, you make you it just a... just do a redeco of a character that's already in the movie? It, it was a, a BotCon exclusive toy, that, which all it was was a repaint of Transmetal Optimus Primal. And that's why he's more silvery. I guess in the movie. I, I so here's here's the thing. This one looks like a slightly bigger redeco of Optimus Primal in this movie. Yeah. So it's just like, I, look, I know the budget's tight, guys, but that like that's give what us I... any other beast former, like uh, make it um make it one of the Japanese beast formers, make it make it Lyo Convoy. How sweet would that be? Yeah. <laughs> and have his fate or be nebulous a, or uh or big convoy how hype would that big, be that'd be pretty hype make it big there you go that's uh make it um hell make it one of the other uh classic um maximals uh like the from the from beast wars make it like tigatron that stays behind because he wants to defend the planet make Which it you, like that's you something just... he would do yeah, which and you could have just altered the character model for Cheetor in this movie. Like, why Ape Link? I don't understand. Yeah, well, in one, if they altered the character model, which is what they did for Primal and, and Ape Link, at least, um, like, people know who who Tigatron is. I'm like, who the fuck is Ape Link? Okay, well, yeah. bye. <laughs> and he's like, I'll stay behind and buy you some time. And I'm like, oh, how many? I'm gonna see a lot of tropes. Yeah, in this fucking movie, aren't I? Yeah, I'm so gonna he, see so many, many tropes. 
Yeah, so uh, big time Ronnie shows up. So him and uh, Scourge shows up uh, and challenges Ape Link. And he says to Ape Link something along the lines of like, ah, so you're this world's great warrior. And um, uh, big time Ronnie shows up and then Air Razor shows up and then Rhinox and Cheetor show up. This was pretty hype. I actually like this. It was pretty hype. They didn't really talk. Cheetor says like one line. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, Rhinox never says a goddamn word in this entire movie. No rat trap. Rhinox doesn't say fucking anything. Cheetor has like two or three lines. I think he maybe has three lines in total in the movie. Not especially Cheetor-ish. Yeah. Eh. I I thought he did fine. The guy who did the voice of him did fine. Um, Wheeljack. Hispanic Wheeljack has more lines than... Cheetor and Rhinox combined. Air Razors get, gets a lot of screen time, though. Yeah, so does uh, 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 Ronnie. Yeah. And so what what happens here is Ape Link tells uh, uh, Big Time Ronnie that uh, they need to take the Transwarp key and uh, run and hide so Unicron can't get it. And Ronnie's like, no, I will stay behind and help and you. And me, and me too. And Ape Link's like, no, you're the leader of the Maximals now, Optimus Primal. And so they fuck off with the Transwarp key. Yeah, he says, like, your sacrifice is my oath, which yeah. comes up at the very end of the movie again as well. Their, their sacrifice will be our oath. And something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> um, so they take off and they have a pretty cool fight with um, uh, one-on-one fight with Scourge and Primark. Um, Ape Link. Sorry, Ape. Keep saying Primark. Um, Ape Link. And, uh, well, I can't screw his name up anymore because, well, he loses. Yeah, yeah, he loses. Pretty cool. He blows his, like, body in, like, half and, like, Predator style, like, rips his head off. And uh, I guess he collects all the dead, different, like, insignias. Insignias from all the different, like, Transformers species and civilizations yeah he's got like an autobot symbol he's got a a maximal symbol he's got a predacon symbol cool and a couple of others that i don't recognize which kind of makes sense that they're already conquered because we see some like predacon-ish drones like scorpionox scorpionox is a is a drone why why do they keep doing that in modern transformers lore like he's just yeah, a bunch he's of drones a, in he's the, um, War for Cybertron. He's the um uh the Skywarp of <laughs> he's <laughs> he's the Seekers. Seekers, yeah. He's the Seekers of of like modern um like Beast Wars. It's just like, oh release the Scorpinox. Release just the like, Scorpinox. <laughs> the Scorpinox. <laughs> That's spelled with two K's and three X's. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get finally get to see unicron and this is the most hype like this is way more hype and more like traditional unicron looking than the bullshit unicron at the end of transformers the last I, night i liked it yeah it feels like real. they're fans of the og transformers the movie i get that vibe too yeah and uh uh scourge is like no they're getting away with the transwarp key and you know oh, as he looks off in the distance and they're like flying away. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, Unicron is like, Scourge, after them. And he's like, <laughs> okay, boss. And then Unicron eats this maximal planet. And I really like the way like, the camera like goes through like goes into the mouth of Unicron and like the debris like turns into the trans like actually transforms into the Transformers Rise of the Beasts logo. That was nice, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a neat visual. And uh now to what you were saying earlier, this yeah. movie really uh wants you to uh We got 90s mom raising two kids on her own in a 90s kitchen. But uh, first it gives us a shot of go ahead of new york it says in giant uh text uh 1994 and cream by the wu-tang clan which is a song from 1992 is playing <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely got you know what i kind of really like the um like early 90s hip-hop soundtrack to the to, yeah to totally the show. yeah I, i'm not a big fan of rap or hip-hop but i actually really like wu-tang clan i always have and um oh, what is it he he's like working see the show wants you to know that he's actually really smart diaz that's who Noah, we're introduced yeah. to yeah no no uh, diaz um, uh, far and away the most interesting protagonist in any transformers movie i actually really like noah a lot as I a character i was surprised that i ended up liking him yeah uh, I, I like i like him too I liked Elena a lot too. The movie just doesn't really do a lot with her. She's basically there to like I figure tell stuff out. If they didn't, if she was acting bad, or the movie just wrote her, not she's great. just underwritten. She she is basically is she, there. That's to, what I thought. As a character, like the actress does fine. Like I I really like the actress who plays her. They the movie she's just underwritten. All she's there to do is basically to just figure out the ancient maximal stuff. And it's so it's very corny. It's like that. Um, uh, what's that movie with like Tom Hanks running around? Not National Treasure. That's Nicolas Cage. Oh, the Da Vinci um, Code. The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons. And there was it, another one. We it, it, it's kind of like like President's Choice uh, Da Vinci Code stuff that they have her figure out. It it's incredibly basic. It, it's like a, a video game for kids. Like yeah. line up the symbols, Elena, and it's just like, okay, uh, I understand this is supposed to be for like everyone, right? So I'm gonna like really blow through like all the the non. I'm gonna really blow through the human stuff. Um, so we get introduced to Noah, uh, not and, important, yeah, <laughs> and, and his little brother. His little brother is sick. Noah uh, used to be in the army. He was like, and he has like a degree in engineering, but like he can't get a job. His brother is sick and like can't can't afford to pay the medical bills, can't get treatment. And he was for discharged for some reason, which is why he's not hired because he goes to a job interview. Yeah, he goes to a job interview that he was basically told was a slam dunk. And then the uh, guy, it was at a security firm, and the guy was like, "Well, I talked to your old CEO, and he said you were, you know, like brilliant, but you're not a team player, and you went AWOL several times." And he's like, "I just, uh, I, I, I don't want you. I don't want someone like you in my company." And he's like, and then Noah's like, what do you mean someone like, or like someone like you now it, it eases okay. up on it. It, it eases up on it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what I was going to see, I kind of, I, I kind of like remember tilted. to make sure to laugh at all their jokes. White folks love that. Well, <laughs> it, that made me laugh. I actually thought that was pretty funny. 
you know, they, I kind of tilted my head when the, the guy was like, well, I, he was like, yeah, you, you weren't a, uh, a team player and like you went AWOL several times. Like I can't have someone like you like ruining what I built and Noah's like someone like me. And I kind of tilted my head a bit because the, it seems like he's taking it like a race thing, but like I, that's not the vibe that I got I took from it, it as you abandoned your station multiple times and got, what is it called when you get discharged? Uh, dishonorably discharged you got dishonorably discharged yeah like you're you're trouble like i can't have like someone who's that's how i took it too that's how i took it so So i I was kind of like what but at at first glance when it was like oh white people like love it what love cheese and they love love it when you laugh at their jokes and at first i was like but then i was like no that that's that's pretty true that is that's a boondocks uh joke by the way white people love cheese they do um (laughs) um i don't know uh, cheese (laughs) i do like cheese though i eat fake cheese Mm, fake cheese i didn't even know there was fake cheese oh yeah there's vegan cheese tons of vegan brands of vegan cheese um but uh then i stopped at like this moment and it's like well we never really need to not to stand on a soapbox. I'm going to get off of it for a second too. But um, when you're mixed, Noah's mixed like race, like his mom, like I, can, I can't tell, or he's, or he's like well, his name Hispanic is, or something like that. He's Latino. I mean, his last name's Diaz. Yeah. Um, and he's a visible like minority. And I guess if you have to, like day to day you never know like if you see that all the time even when somebody doesn't mean it like that you don't you assume they do because you because you deal you're exposed to that That, every that that's that's a really good point uh folks i'm i'm a white guy so i I, (laughs) uh like 100 percent um so like well, I, I even had to think about that because I was like, he just doesn't want somebody who's gonna like bail with like company secrets, yeah, or something like that. And it was like, oh, because like he didn't answer him when like the CEO guy walks away because he's like, what do you mean someone like me? Yeah. So I actually didn't mind. Don't it's mind a, the. It's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. Thanks. I for don't mind that the uh, yeah the 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 commentary there. Um. But where it gets heavy handed to it starts to add up where it's just like, okay, guys, like calm down is when we meet Elena at uh, her workplace. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we meet uh, Elena she really wants you to hate. <laughs> so we, we get introduced to Elena and she works at a like museum or something like, or like an art an museum art gallery with it gets museum pieces or something like that. Yeah, and like uh, her boss, uh, stereotypical white boss lady. Stereotypical Karen boss, yeah. Yeah. Uh, brings her this statue that looks like a, uh, a falcon. It's an ancient statue, and it has the maximal symbol on it. And they're like, we've never seen this before. And I'm like, ain't y'all ever watch Transformers? And I'm like, <laughs> well, wait a second. So when, were the, the, when were the maximals introduced? 1996. There was no Beast Wars at this point. Um, so the, yeah, the, 
lady was like, oh, this uh, like came from like a crime scene of like an art thief or something like uh, I think it's blah, blah from this era. And Elena is like, no, it's not because like uh, this, this predates this, this predates this and blah, 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 a whole bunch of like art, uh, like history. Basically, stuff. she's way smarter than her boss. Yeah. And her boss is like, cool story, bro. Anyways, here's my dry cleaning intern. Yeah. But then that's the vibe of every scene that they're in together with. Her boss actually knows nothing. Yeah. Her boss knows nothing, but her boss goes and parrots what Elena told her to like to other people and takes credit for it. To like the rich, like investors or antiquity dealers. And she's like, this one is from this period. This one's a fake. This one is actually like a, like a uh, Iraq like artifact. And like, this one's like a recreation of like this. Yeah. And she was like, oh, and so she's she's the knowledgeable one. And her boss is somehow got the job or or she's in a different department, but still her job. Like maybe she's like the. I don't know, the museum hype person (laughs) (laughs) or the the art uh, or the owner or something, something like that. But she doesn't know anything. Just the one I assume it's just the one who's in charge of the museum, like as a whole, like as a business, like she's the business manager. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from there. Yeah, uh, we cut to um, from there. Noah. Uh, yeah. Noah can't, as I mentioned, can't afford to pay his uh, his younger brother's uh, medical bills. Yeah. It, he's got like anem- anemic like problems. Uh, the movie doesn't, from what I recall, and I've watched this movie three times now, I, I don't think it really goes into exactly what is wrong with his little well, brother. he's got sickle cell anemia, and so it can, like, have buildup and cause clots and, and things like that. So presumably he needs, like, blood work. No. Oh. Like, constant, like, blood work or something like that. Right. So, yeah, he can't afford to, to pay the medical bills, so... Because he doesn't get this job, he goes to a buddy of his who sets him up to steal cars. And I'm like, what is well, this? <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> Are we going to see Nicolas Cage? <laughs> and then and then we just watched um, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. And it, it, the bills two fit together perfectly. So his buddy, uh, t- his buddy <laughs> talks him into stealing this por- this Porsche from a... Uh, underground parking garage and because because of the stuff with i actually brother. like the guy that he gets paired up with yeah his name eating the licorice his name's reek what a good weird name yeah. uh what a good um back and forth again two hour long movie not going to get into it or whatever but he's like trying to get noah to like do breathing exercises hey man you want something and he offers him like a twizzler yeah. um could be product placement might not be it just looks like generic licorice and he's like no i don't want your candy he does He's call like, it a Twizzler. So that technically is oh, product okay. placement, but that definitely is. That is subtle product placement that I'm fine with. I'm fine with because like you you'll like in day-to-day life, like you'll casually just mention Twizzlers in conversation. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's this. organic. It's not it's not the hot Australian science chick like grabbing an SD card and the camera cl- does a close-up on it and she angles it toward the camera so you can see that it's Sandisk. <laughs> it's a thing from the 2007 Transformers movie. Oh man, I can't even remember all the product placement in that movie. But uh, you know, he throws his what 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 does that ends up happening between like Reek and oh he's his like 
like radio man. He, he's his guy in the chair, basically. He's the guy guy in the chair, and he's like, "You're gonna go in there, and you're gonna steal this car." I didn't even know what he was doing up until he got into the parking garage. So he goes in there and he breaks into this Porsche, which if you've seen the trailer, you know is Mirage in this film. I did which... not see the trailer, so I did not know it was Mirage. And I enjoyed that it was. A very different Mirage than the one that we're used to, but... Uh, I dug it. I still still dug it. Uh, Mirage, favorite character in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of great. He's great. Again, very, very different, but... Uh, Who's he Very voiced? Good. Who's he voiced by? Yeah, Pete, well, well, he's Siege voiced is... by Pete oh, Davidson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's voiced by Pete Davidson. Cool. Oh, it's that guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy, the skinny SNL guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Noah goes into the parking garage and breaks into Mirage, and then he starts having second thoughts. He's like, "Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this." The whole time and... he's been nervous. He's not. He's like, "I'm not a thief," and like he he doesn't want to be. You know, like a criminal. And he, uh, uh, Reek, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but over, they're talking over a radio, and Reek is like, uh, uh, the, 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 the window to, to back out of this ended when you accepted a, uh, a Twizzler from me. The window <laughs> for this ended when you refused to accept a Twizzler from me, or, or when you, like that, the, yeah. the, the window to back out of this uh, ended when you accept when you accepted a Twizzler from me, something along those lines. Anyway, basically maybe, way back in the car. Yeah, yeah maybe, uh, maybe but it doesn't matter because the radio turns on as the, radi- the security guard is trying to arrest to trying to. And the reason why the, the radio turns on is because over at the um, uh, back at the archaeology museum or whatever. So, Elena is like she's doing up a science. She's doing a science on I, the statue of this I bird. I fucking laughed out loud. So she puts the bird down. She turns on this device, and these two lasers start circling it. Yeah, these two like blue lasers start circling it, and I'm like, ah, yes, the classic uh, budget for high intensity blue laser MRI bullshit device. Yeah. You know, you're. She has this like hyper. Who even knows? They just La- wanted to put fucking lasers. La- lasers in the movies are usually bad news, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and indeed, and, uh, it breaks. They're the not statue. eye lasers. I like her reaction. She's like, oh, she oh just no. it starts crumbling. She's like, oh no, it's no, like, I'm I'm so getting fired. And and then as it crumbles more and more, she's like, I'm going to jail. <laughs> right for See, it actually this is destroying why, it. This is why I like the actress and why I think the. Um, the part is just underwritten because like, she's great. Like I fully I like believe I think her it's in that scene. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked that too. And I'm okay. like, Oh, you're in trouble. But lo and behold, what is more in, important than a bird statue? What is inside the bird statue is half of the trend. Well, we don't know this yet, but it's half of half of the transwarp key. And it sends out a big old beam into the sky. Just a big old beam for no reason. It's invisible to the human eyes. It's invisible to human eyes. Uh, uh, oh, I just realized. You know how you were like, oh, the MacGuffin is the transwarp key. Yeah. It was inside of a falcon. Yeah. Possibly a Maltese falcon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, it was the yeah. it, it was it <laughs> was the hat. <laughs> it was the half. I and I mentioned it had the uh, the maximal symbol on it. It was the this is the half of the transwarp key. Well, what I mean Air is like, like the movie The Maltese Falcon. Oh, it's. Yeah. Oh, right, right. I yeah, see. yeah. It, it is the MacGuffin of the entire 
So I almost wonder if that's kind of like a we know <laughs> we oh I we know I, what I have seen that movie many times and even I didn't think of that. So bravo. Yeah, because that's the the MacGuffin of the no, no of I, that I, movie. I know. I just didn't connect the dots between the MacGuffin in this movie and the I, I tip my hat to you, uh, <laughs> writers. I just assumed it was the type of Falcon that Air Razor is, which is a I can't remember. I thought start, Maltese start. was a type of chocolate. So what do I know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so a big old beam in the sky shoots up and uh, uh, we see Optimus Prime for the first time transforms and he's like, by God, it's here or something like <laughs> by that. By God, it's here. Maximals to me. Uh, I mean, calling, Autobots. calling all <laughs> Calling all Autobots. Calling all Autobots. Do you hear yeah. me? And uh, then we see RC who transforms. I don't like the the hologram person that rides on top of her. When she goes into motorcycle mode, she creates like a hologram person riding her. Right. I, I don't see like it that. long enough to. <laughs> yeah. We we know Mirage does that. No, no, she definitely does. Uh, you see, oh, I meant the... like OG Mirage, like has just like a. Yeah, a little dude like driving him, but I never looked at the uh, motorcycle driver chick long enough to. It, it's just a chick in all black with a helmet on, but I don't know. I can't I, I drive like, itself. I like the idea of just like the transformers being vehicles that just have no drivers, drive themselves, maximum overdrive style. <laughs> Imagine seeing a motorcycle just riding it, just driving itself with no rider around. You know how in fucking ninety four, how insane! No, they're robots in disguise. See, that's the first thing I tell people about Transformers. <laughs> or in this case, they're robots in the skies. As we see, that's that's right, because the bad guys come out of the skies via pod. Yeah, via stasis pods or something. And they like land in uh, under the Brooklyn Bridge. They're like so, they're in alt water mode. So, um, so Optimus Prime's calling all Autobots thing is what wakes up the radio in Mirage and uh, alerts the well, security guard. And it starts driving itself. And it starts driving itself, and a big chase happens. We see Mirage make copies of himself. Hilariously enough, he also makes holographic copies of Noah, and one drives past him, and he, like, flips him off or something. So one drives past him, and he turns, and he's flipping off the police. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then he turns and looks at another one, and he turns and looks at Noah, and his, like, the the hologram of him just, like, like (laughs) Just, like, look. Yeah. (laughs) Adam? Which that, so that like, tells us Mirage is like Mirage's person gives us a little bit of a clue of what Mirage's <laughs> personality is going to end up being. Yeah, because like. Noah's nothing like that. He's like horrified the whole time. He's a good boy. Yeah. So he, he's uh, not going to flip off the police. So, uh, yeah, big, big police chase happens. Uh, Mirage uses his uh, holograms and uh, ditch the ditch the uh, the police and uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, says through the radio he's like do you read me mirage and after noah sees the holograms he's like huh mirage yep (laughs) uh so uh uh, mirage they they get away from the police and go to this like uh abandoned warehouse and uh 
uh, Mirage like literally ejects Noah out the side. That, of the I door. like that. It does like a like a like a drift, like a yeah. side break, and the door flies open, and it <laughs> he, he just flies kicks out. him out. I thought that was funny. It's like literally like Mirage just being like, "Okay, out you go." I'm gonna and then they yeah out you go and they have the very I'm gonna yada yada some some stuff they have the very like huh huh what are you oh I'm a giant robot how's it going and Mirage is likable right from the get go oh he's he's so likable he's like come on we're uh let's let's be let's be best buds come here and he goes to like fist bump him and he's like come on come, come on, on just just don't leave it, me hanging don't leave me hanging just give it a give it a little give it a little tap and a little tap come on and so. <laughs> Uh, Noah reluctantly does and Mirage is like all right now we're friends and he's like now I know you're cool and I know that you know that I'm cool but my boss not really cool so if you can like put throw the pipe down on the ground uh, <laughs> before he maybe, gets here maybe they won't step on you <laughs> yeah. and then uh, RC uh, Bumblebee and uh, uh, Optimus Prime show up yeah, and we get a pretty epic transformation of Optimus Prime. Yes, they 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 did a good job of um, instead of just making them many folds of indescribable metal, they're a little bit more transformer like. These the look like I noticed more well, especially Prime in particular looks like a more realistic depiction of G One Prime. Like if yeah. G one prime was actually like a big robot, like he still got like gears and like hydraulics and like wires and stuff it, like that. It's still but... got the Bayverse like kind of, Oh, their faces, their faces and like their stuff are just like a mishmash of a ton of parts, but he's a little bit more blocky and, yeah. and he's got like the face shield when he's not talking and yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, interestingly yeah. enough, they uh, did facial capture for Peter Cullen for this movie for the first time ever. So that's if you look at a side by side photo of Prime's face in this movie and Peter Cullen's face, actually Prime actually kind of looks like Peter Cullen in this movie, which I thought was cool. Uh, Cal is, uh, yeah, Cal's uh, doing some legitimate journalism. Doing some legitimate journalism. Okay, I can see that. Really, I, I thought his face. Okay, I'm looking at a side. Oh shit! You know it kind of does. Yeah, that was the first time they'd uh, they'd ever done that. After like seven movies, red, yeah. So prime, yeah. prime is all like Mirage. Why did you bring a human here? Mirage and, is uh, like, well, I mean, he was just kind of like along for the ride. Yeah, Don't worry this, about it. The, the, this guy tried to steal me, and uh, you know, we we had to run away. But it's cool because he's cool, cool, and he can help us. Cool. Not I would cool. never trust anything to a human. <laughs> I, I like that uh, Mirage is like, come on, he's cool. We're cool. Oh. It's cool. Cool. And Prime's like, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> and he's like, man, you got no chill. I am many things, but chill is not one. <laughs> and so RC does like a scan of Mirage or uh, of uh, Noah. And she's like, oh, he's a. Uh, you know, his name's Noah Diaz. Like, Noah blah, Diaz, blah, blah, blah. he lives on this lane, blah, blah, blah. He's, like, he's a soldier, a former U.S. Army. He's a soldier. And Prime's like, and this made me laugh too, he does not look like a soldier. And uh, Noah's like, yeah, well, you're not exactly looking your best there too, buddy. And Mirage laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I, I like, I really like how Noah like is like, doesn't, isn't intimidated by prime at all. He's always a little anxious and antsy and wary, which sells that he's in way over his head very early, but it's, he's not a, he ain't a bitch is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so they figure out that the trans warp key is at this museum and Mirage is like, uh, well, it's going to be a little obvious if like a bunch of us like giant alien robots like go marching in there. But why don't we uh, why don't we use Noah here to go in there and steal it and bring yeah, it they to got us. those little doors that they walk through. Yeah, like he can like go into like the one of those little doors and like into the building. And I yeah. like that because like if you think about it, they're not they've never gone in unless it's like a big factory. They've never gone in like all the human houses and the skyscrapers and most like buildings or whatever so from their perspective it is just like a big anthill yeah because they're like like mirage is like who is like one of the smaller ones is like 20 feet tall yeah prime also, like, like they're not gonna find it there's like a ton of also this is the biggest like museum slash art thing like this thing's huge yeah it's like bigger than like a, a university wing so, so they so they so prime uh, agrees to like go along with the plan and uh uh noah is doesn't want to but he's convinced because mirage is like hey how about this how about i transform into whatever car you want you can sell me and get money to pay for your brother's medical bills and then i'll just like transform and go back to cyber like drive drive away <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he's convinced so they go ahead with the plan the terracons um scourge Battle Trap and Nightbird are their names. Uh, the three Terracons show up on Earth. They crash into like the Hudson River and like just walk out of it. I assume that's the Hudson River <laughs> anyway. Uh, and yeah, so Noah and the Autobots go to the museum. Noah breaks in. He runs into he Elena and a very like fun back and forth is going on between them where she's because like, she's there late, late at night, yeah. freaking out about this artifact yeah and uh noah's like somehow found out where found where it's located and um they bump into each other and she freaks out because you know it's late at night and everybody i think they know where it is because of the beacon so maybe they presumably they told him yeah yeah and she's like who who are you what are you doing here and he's like uh again good good acting on his part janitor but like he's not he's dressed in like you know like normal clothes he doesn't have like a mop bucket or he's like okay, uniform okay or anything oh okay 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 wait this isn't what it looks like and she's like are you here to to steal the uh some like priceless artifacts he's like okay it's okay, kind of it what, what it looks it, like it's what kind of what it looks, looks like, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I i i like the back and forth between them so um a security guard shows up and she's like it's about time dumbass and then the Terracons like, show up. And then the Terracons show up and they start just blowing up the building because they don't care about breaches in the masquerade. No, not at all. Until later on when they do. Well, I, I get the feeling they only transform as a mode of transportation. They they don't care about like keep like staying on the down low. Well, later when they go to Peru, they don't enter the city because no, reasons? they no, they they don't enter enter the city because um, they want the Autobots 
and the humans to lead them to exactly where the second transwarp key is because they don't know but they figured out when the autobots mobilize they assume that the autobots must know where it is so they follow them but they don't want them to know that they're there so they hang back right so that oh, when okay. so that's... that when so that when they retrieve the second transwarp key uh, the terracons can just steal it from them the terracons let the uh autobots and the maximals uh sorry the autobots live like three times when they could have destroyed them throughout this movie so yeah the autobots come to uh help uh to fight the terracons they lose they lose a big battle happens it's a pretty cool scene but it's i uh, we're i'm not gonna like go over robots it. robots battle robots well, there's battle. one good line where it's like um uh prime tries to use his like kind of like inferno axe thing to yeah. get scourge and scourge just blocks it with his arm and pushes him down and prime is like impossible and uh scourge is like that look of confusion i I revel in it when an inferior species uh, is met with sup with superior technology. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, at the end of this, is he just going to beat them the old fashioned way? Or are they going to have to think of like some way to some way to like get new tech to defeat him? No prime just suddenly is more powerful at the end of the movie. And just <laughs> does the same fights in the exact same way. It's just his weapons work. Uh, yeah, so Scourge, uh, Scourge, voiced by um, uh, Peter Dinklage, believe it or not. Oh, shit. Yeah, you can barely tell it's him. W when you know it's him, then you start to be able to hear it. But if I didn't know ahead of time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put I didn't that know. together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the Terracons win. Scourge kills Bumblebee. And uh, they retrieve the Seemingly kills Bumblebee, yeah. Well, he does kill Bumblebee. They bring him back later, but he does kill him. Hmm. Because apparently with uh, Transformers, apparently you just need too much Energon and you can revive dead Transformers. But it has to be like awakened or refined Energon. Yeah, it has to raw be. raw Energon. Yeah, it has to be like, they, they need a lot of power to, to basically jumpstart the Energon. Yeah, to jumpstart the old spark. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what ends up happening? They, they're defeated, but... Uh, um, the Terracons take the Transwarp key. They decide to regroup. Uh, Elena, regroup and talk to Unicron, right? Yeah, they they get saved by Air Razor. That's how the battle ends. Um, she like shows up, and uh, yeah, and Scourge is like, "Well, we have what we came for." So, Terracons roll out. I, I like how the other two Terracons are like, "Look at that, a Maximal! Oh, perhaps we're finally a real fight." So I, I oh, like the right, yeah. yeah I like the idea that the Maximals are more powerful than the Autobots. Well, it, if you, like, the cannon gets muddied because they're also supposed to be tiny compared to right <laughs> the Autobots, but they are like thousands of years more advanced. Yeah, because they like they mention the Autobots' future. Yeah, yeah. The, even in this uh, uh, canon, they mention that the Maximals are a peaceful race from your future, but also from your past. So presumably, when I they liked came... how cryptic Air Razor was. So presumably, yeah. they're from the future, but when they fled to Earth, they fled. They use the transwarp key to flee into the past. And we that's confirmed because um, Primal later on, when they go to that Peruvian village. Um, he says that they've been 
um with the humans for like many generations yeah Yeah, centuries so I, i thought that was cool so the Autobots, uh, the humans, and Air Razor all regroup, and Air Razor like explains that she's a maximal. Air Razor, voiced by um, uh, the great Michelle Yeoh, I like the performance she gives. I like her as Air Razor. Yeah, good yeah, casting. I, I liked her a lot. Uh, yeah, good casting. Uh, she so she explains like the the dealio basically, the all the stuff with the transwarp key, Unicron, who the Terracons are. She's blah, like, blah, blah, but blah, they blah. don't know something. That's just half the the key. Yeah, we and there's one other half. in half and hid two. And where's it's the other half? And she's like, oh, it's long since been lost. And then Elena He's does. Like, some, I don't know. <laughs> Elena does some more Da Vinci Code uh, shit and figures out. <laughs> I don't even remember, but she figures she does some, some national treasure like bullshit. And she's all like, well, you see, um, I could uh, I, in the uh, they, was she on the Internet or was she just checking books? She was doing research. Just, she was checking earlier. books. And she's like, uh, the symbols are like similar to ruins from like Peru. So nobody else knew this. Um, And they were like, oh, are you sure? And she's like, well, well, there it is. (laughs) There it is. Do with that what you want. And um, they're like, Noah's like, I'm coming too. Yeah, they're like, we we, we have to go and... uh and uh, get the other uh, key, half of the key before the uh, Terracons do. And Noah's like, I'm coming too. And Prime's like, out of the question. And from an unbiased like perspective from the outside, what can you do, man? You're like can, a tiny, like little, like squishy human. Well, You're they, not in like one of those bo- little like worker transformer bots. Well, they can, they can go into the cave though. And as we find out so they the humans they can go through the little places in this movie (laughs) the humans actually do like help they serve a purpose in the plot yeah which i like they're not just Just there there. (laughs) yeah they're not just like running around like being shocked at everything like screaming like dodging (laughs) right (laughs) yeah they're actually like they're they're there for a reason um and Ares is like, what about you, brave um brave human and brave scholar? To, yeah, brave scholar. Um, and she's all like, Well, well, I was probably gonna get fired from this place anyway, so sure, let's go save the human race. Yeah, and the uh, motivation seemed a lot less well and no Noah said to Prime. Oh, she wanted to because it's like her chance to discover to make to, a name to, for herself, right? Or to, to do something to make her, we'll find out on the way there that she decided to go along to do something to make her late father proud. I, I like that scene. Yeah. So to summarize like the, scene, the, the travel scene and what Siege is just talking before, about. Just before that, though, the oh. how uh, what Noah says that finally convinces the Transformers to let them come along is he's like, uh, He's like, uh, uh, with all due respect, Prime, like you screwed up saving your own planet. I'm not going to let you uh, screw up saving mine. He's so cheeky. Which I'm like, (laughs) right. And so then we get introduced to Stratosphere, a giant uh, like cargo plane. Yeah. What what is this? Like a giant like World War Two bomber or. Yeah, that's a it's a transport plane. Giant cargo like plane, like biplane. For yeah. like for like flying like tanks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
you can see like you know this like delivering tanks in like world war ii or something like that and they're like oh no not him and he lands and transforms and uh he doesn't have like a lot of lines but i like i like this guy and uh mirage is like that's it i'm walking to peru <laughs> oh yeah because like um he's like oh excuse me and like costs up like a like a part a stratosphere is voiced by john dimaggio <laughs> which uh I, i'm sure most people know who that is but uh think uh bender from futurama or uh marcus phoenix from gears of war there you go yeah John you know DiMaggio. very similar characters very similar characters but voiced <laughs> by the same person as is Strat- uh, stratosphere so, so they fly to Peru, baby. So they fly to Peru, and uh, this is where we get the scene where uh, it's a really nice scene. Uh, it actually de- helps develop uh, Elena as a character a bit, and she talks about like her dad and like growing up in. Uh, he was a cabbie for forty years, smartest guy you ever met. Didn't matter who was talking to him; he was like extremely knowledgeable. Yeah. What? What is? She's like, oh, my dad used to say. Um, uh, if you keep your eyes and ears open, the world will teach you every will tell you everything you need to know. Something along those lines. I'm like I like something that. along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Everything um, else is kind of for- forgettable. Uh, when they get to Peru, uh, the Autobots are hiding out in the city. The uh, Terracons follow them, but as I mentioned, they hang back because they figure they assume that the Autobots must know where. The second half of the transwarp key is because Unicron was pissed off at Scourge because Scourge is like, here it is, I, my master. I did it. And he's I, like, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and did You're, like the the pain thing that he did, did, did does to Galavar. Or sorry, Gal- not Galavar, uh, Galvatron. Yeah. <laughs> Galavar. No. <laughs> no. Lord, um, Lord Megatron. <laughs> fucking um, Galavar, man. Fucking Galavar. So in Peru, uh, Elaine. Oh, we get introduced. Then we get introduced to Wheeljack in name only. This guy looks nothing it's like Wheeljack. So, and it doesn't look, sound, act, or. So why is it Wheeljack? Oh, by the way, I'm fine with like Peruvian Wheeljack. In fact, um, Noah kind of like pokes fun at his accent. He's like, wait, why do you have a. Like, why do you have that accent? And there's like some back and forth. He says like some Spanish stuff him or whatever and he's like why do you have any accent and he's and uh, wheeljack is like seems kind of racist bro <laughs> oh yeah he was like <laughs> and what? noah's just he's like ca- what <laughs> what are you guys I, it can't be racist you guys are aliens alien robots um i like the humor in this movie most of the humor in the michael bay movies was pretty like cringe and like toilet humor um, but I actually like the humor it's, in this movie. Immediately, it's like, okay, these this isn't like this is a different team of people. This is different people behind this movie, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, a welcome, a welcome change at that. Um, I'm fine with uh Peruvian <laughs> wheeljack. Um, his like Jeep or whatever, like the 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 windows, square windows, like turn into almost like they look like glasses. Yeah. So it's, but again, that kind of doesn't look, look, act, or sound like like Wheeljack. And we saw Wheeljack on Cyber, like a more classical version of Wheeljack on Cybertron at the beginning of Bumblebee. 
So, like, why not just oh, call this guy something else? Why call him Wheeljack? So you guys deep dive and look for... Ape Link. Um, Ape Link. <laughs> but then you, like, what, what, you're pulling names out of a hat, and you're just like, oh, I don't know, what should be the Wheeljack? What, what should we call the VW bus? The uh, Peruvian VW bus who, like, really likes nature and whatnot. Oh, uh, uh, Wheeljack. Sure, I like it. <laughs> but sir, there's already <laughs> one named Wheel. Just sh- 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 Wheeljack. The uh, producer is just like, huh, these dumb, these stupid <laughs> nerds aren't going to know the difference. <laughs> Fine. If they had called him like Wheel, um, Wheel Hefe, or <laughs> Wheel John, or you, you know what I mean, something to that line, I at least would have laughed. But it's like. It's like everything has to be named after a real like transformer. Real real Juan. Wheel Ron. <laughs> wheel real Juan. Juan. Yeah, that that's what I was trying to say. Wheel Wheel Juan. Wheel Juan. <laughs> real Juan. <laughs> so real Juan leads them to <laughs> the city and he's like, hey, they're having like their uh their festival going on. And they're like, dang, there's too many people. We can't retrieve it. And, and uh, uh, Noah, no. being the most intelligent of all of them, is like, or we can just go. We, we can uh, join the crowd, uh, join the parade. And they're like, well, how? And he's like, well, I thought we'd, you know, take a play uh, out of uh, your guys' playbook and disguise ourselves. Which I'm like, I like, cool. <laughs> Now, when they get there, there's tourists there dressed normally anyway. So it's like, why do you guys need to, you don't need to disguise yourselves. I, By the way, I like their outfits. I like his like little Peruvian toque. And <laughs> yeah, Where are they, I, Cusco? Right, yeah, the, the, the ruins later. Yeah. Yeah, so to, to kind of yada yada this, they, they go through the parade. They do they, some Da Vinci Code bullshit at some ancient ruin site at some ancient ruin site they go through a cave they think they find the transwarp key but it's like oh yeah el dorado yeah they find like this hidden underground vast cave system and um elena's like happy because she's like holy shit this is huge right and noah's like bitch let's go time's ticking to save the world and it's all a red herring because it's not here folks yeah, it's not here, and uh, but Scourge doesn't know that, so he sends one of his like little cronies, whose name is Freezer, uh, which is a little like, like hat, like half pint human sized, uh, like critter it's of a spider bot dogs. That's a, uh, almost like um, uh, Ravage or or something, but smaller. Right. The weird little spider dog bot things, assassin bots. We're going to yeah. see like a hundred of these things. <laughs> oh, at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, at least. So the Autobots show up to help and then they end up fighting the, uh, uh, they end up fighting the Terracons in the town. Oh. And then, and then a big, actually like pretty cool, like highway, like chase scene. The highway happens. chase scene is, that's pretty cool. It With, is. Like yeah. the, on, on the mountainside highway. Yeah. That's with the different like strata like layered the the different like layers yeah and like as some things are falling down other ones in front are it, it was it, it's actiony 
Yeah, yeah. And, they, and, 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 and like Optimus punches Scourge in the face, and then and then he says, yeah. "Not today." <laughs> and uh, Air Razor like shows up to help, and uh, she what gets broke like, up the fight that time. Uh, Scourge uh, shoots her with something that looks like it's starting to infect her, and then they decide to just pull back. Because Scourge, I, did I wasn't that. kidding when I said they like pull back when they could when they were winning like three times uh, in the movie. Well, it's because they didn't get the the transwarp key here, and Scourge infected Air Razor because he wanted. He's got a long. Con. He, he's pl he's playing the long game. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, and uh, from there, uh, we're... right, the humans ran right because they're like. Get out of here. And they they ran into um they're in like the jungle. They're like crossing like a river. I like yeah. the ape escape POV. POV, your Optimus Primal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, we over an hour into the movie. Just over halfway through. An hour we finally. Thank you. It, that bugged me too. And it's it, like, it, god damn, they could have used more screen time uh-huh over at around the hour and 12 minute mark finally we get ronnie big time ronnie cheetor and rhinox showing up now rhinox uh, goes rhinox his only line yeah he goes raw so something <laughs> and this is in the like the trailer i think and this always seemed a bit bewildering to me um we see rhinox uh gore one of the autobots and then from there to like break up the fight optimus prime leaps into action and lands with his back to rhinox and points a gun at optimus primal and i'm like that doesn't seem tactically sound to me to just leap in front of and have your back to a giant rampaging mechanical rhinoceros that we just saw gore another Autobot. The Optimus in this is kind of dumb. <laughs> Not dumb, just he, he hasn't found his compassion yet. For right. his, I, I don't know. Technically I was just like, prequel. okay, break it, break it up, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're all friends. Good. Because Air Razor is the one that shows up and she's like, stand down, you filthy animals. <laughs> Technically a prequel. <laughs> Uh, technically a prequel yeah uh and so ronnie is like I, I am not your enemy prime and uh they talk optimus primal i take my name from you <laughs> i am optimus primal named after the great cybertronian warrior optimus prime you it is a pleasure to meet you and we get a bunch of exposition where uh, uh, big time Ronnie explains to Prime like how the whole thing with the transwarp key, all about Unicron. We get the the gist of like what Unicron is explained to us multiple times in this movie. Yeah, it really wants you to. Go, OK, he's not on screen, but we need you to know who the big bad is. Yeah. OK, come on, pay, pay attention, listeners. And I guess to you and I, it seems like. Redundant. Not condescending, but oh, it's just yeah, redundant. Re redundant. But I guess to the average like mom and her 13-year-old coming to theaters and seeing this, 
they need a reminder every now and then to who the bad guy is. Right. Oh, you mean the bad guy isn't the the monk giant monkey bot? Oh, oh I'm okay. so confused. <laughs> uh, so they go to the Peruvian village. Um, and uh, yeah, the Maximals are friends with these guys. Yeah, and Prime's like, uh, you, you, you live with the humans? Disgusting. Like, Disgusting organics? <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, Ronnie is like, oh yes, we, uh, we've taken care of them as they've taken care of us for many, many centuries now. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. And it was like, what, you guys couldn't build them better homes? <laughs> right. But no, they're 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 traditionally uh they have the terraces and stuff, and uh I don't know, I dug dug that that they're just like chilling. And, and they're just doing... like what once used to be a great city is now just this small this one like family or something like that. And uh uh earlier they had mentioned when they were on uh the plane. Uh, they had mentioned that uh, it, with enough energon, they might be able to revive Bumblebee, whose corpse they brought with them. And uh, right, it's with um, Astro, who, who's the plane guy? Stratosphere. Uh, Stratosphere, right? Not Astro. Yeah, it's it's Prime and RC sitting in the back of Stratosphere, and they're talking about like potentially reviving Bumblebee. And he's like, "Well, it would take a great deal of energon, and we don't have that kind of power." But at the Peruvian village, there's like uh there he's doing one of the like elders there is doing like um some kind of like meditation ritual or something. And Prime like looks at like this glowing rock and is like, oh uh, uh He's like, Holy shit, pure energy on here. Yeah, and, there's raw energy on here. And uh Ronnie is like, Yes, but it is inert. It needs a, a great power to uh to activate it. So yeah, it's raw energon. Yeah, so it needs to get zapped by a moon laser or uh, refined. Oh, right, air razors acting weird. Air razors acting weird uh, because we we see that that thing's like infecting her somehow. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Elena points it out and is like, "It uh, uh, that doesn't uh, look so great." And she's like, "Oh, I, I'm I'll, I'll be fine." And we find out that the transwarp key is actually here in this village. The uh, that the humans have been guarding it, and this surprises Prime. He's like, "Why would you trust like, it you to trusted the humans?" This to the humans? Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." Have you seen how small they are? They can like get into caves and <laughs> go through doors. <laughs> go through, go through doors. <laughs> they're great. You know, they're fun size. They're they're just yeah, so they can cute. like hide in little crevices. They're great for hiding stuff. <laughs> so they they bring them the um, the second half of the transwarp key. So uh, Air Razor starts going insane. Yeah, she goes bananas. The Terracons and... show up. And uh, Terracons. Uh, Noah is like, uh, I'm going to do what I have to to save uh, planet Earth. I'm going to destroy the, uh, the, the, trans the other half of the trans world. Oh, I key. forgot that secret convo they had on the, the plane on their way here. Yeah. Um, he was like, hey, listen, if we get the chance, we need to destroy that bitch. And Alan yeah. is like, what the hell? No. And he's like, but if we destroy it, Unicran, Unicran, Uni Unicorn Panda Puffs. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Unicron um, can't come here. And she's like, yeah, but then the Autobots can't go and like save their planet. And 
Maximals can't go save their planet. Right. And he's like, sounds like a them problem. Yeah. Well, and you know sucks. what? I'm kind of with him. I was with them right away. I was like, yeah, fuck that thing. Yeah, it's like if destroying this thing, like it strands them here, but it means Unicron never comes here either, then yeah, do it. Should have just done it straight off. Yeah. But if that had happened, there wouldn't be a big uh, uh, climactic fight at the end of the movie. Exactly. So. Yeah. And that's like so not a good guy thing, right? So Noah's going to destroy it, but Elena eventually like talks him out of it. And then. Well, Optimus the- shows up when he's about to destroy it. And he's like, Noah, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's actually like pleading with him. And uh, props to the uh, the voice work here by Peter Cullen. I like, like this scene. Yeah. With, the, with him there. This is hands down like Peter Cullen's been voicing Prime for like 40 years now at this point. But like this is hands down like the best like voice acting he's done. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking with like Noah and he's like, I understand that you want to save your planet, but don't do make the same mistakes like I did. Like there, there must be a way to save both. And again, it's Noah's ultimately a good guy. Right. Yeah. Like he, he had trouble doing a crime. Right. Like he looking after his brother and he he ends up not. And he's like, OK, well, how do we stop them? And as Elena picks it up. Air oh, Razor yeah. flies. Air Razor fly. Evil Air Razor now. Flies evil in. Air Razor flies down and grabs Elena and the key. Yeah. And delivers it to Scourge. Uh, we're we're starting to uh, uh, get run out run out of time here, so we should uh, yeah. start. Uh, so there's a lot of yada on. yada. Scourge has it right uh, in a scene that's actually very sad. Uh, Air Razor is like really like freaking out, but like she's still somewhat lucid, and she tells. It's, so speaking of tropes, it's the ah I yeah uh, I can't control it. No, fight it, Air Razor. Look within yourself. And I was just like, okay, I'm okay. By the way, when I say tropes and I make fun of them, I'm okay with them. Well, but that we, in particular is a very Beast Wars trope. That, that's a very everything trope. Sorry, we, that's we, a very everything trope. We, right. we, we, on this show and our, our other podcast, uh, the Laser Comb podcast, we have mocked that on, like a dozen repeatedly. times. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, can't fight it. Um, and it is a touching scene because, like, like Primal, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Primal puts his arms around Air Razor and literally hugs like crushes her to death. Yeah, hugs her to death. I don't know. Yeah, I gives act- her the old sleeper hold and and presumably kills her. I teared up. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I liked Bird Mom. Yeah, yeah. She didn't even know any other Maximals were alive. By the yeah. way, we glossed over that. Yeah. So when they were like a reunion, they were like, holy shit, Air Razor. And she was like, oh. There are more. It's good to see you, old friend. Kind of funny that the um, like the the bird was in America. I know their 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 bird is like an eagle, not a hawk, but uh, the 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 imagery, the uh, the patriotism of a noble bird. So here's on to that note. Here's what I wonder: How does that robot stay hidden? A giant. <laughs> A king huge flying mechanical like story tall mechanical falcon <laughs> that does not look that is not the size 
of a real bird and does not look like a real bird and presumably is flying around everywhere in the 90s, which had like radar technology. Pretending to be statues like like the show Gargoyles (laughs) would just like stand on top of a skyscraper and not move. Right. That's a good one, though. How? Maybe they lived in the wild more. Yeah, maybe. And just like hopped around. Right. <laughs> just picturing that. Whoop, whoop. Well, I pictured it kind of like in Beast Wars, how um, Terrasaur <laughs> awkwardly hops when he's like in his beast mode, but on a ship. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, right. Be- Why were they in beast mode much more often on the Axelon? That's a discussion for a different, different time, folks. No, they were in robot mode most of the time. They, they were. The I just remember it was Dinobot and Terrasaur, the scene I'm referring to. Yeah. And they were both in beast mode talking. Yeah, I don't know. Great. It was probably And he he puts him in the trash chute. <laughs> it, it was probably so like the like because the it's char- funny. The character model of Terrasaur uh, in his beast mode is smaller than his robot mode, so he fit into the trash thing more. I like Maybe. that. I yeah. don't know. I'm just guessing. But yeah, these guys are huge. Like he's not like Ronnie Primal isn't um like the size of a like a silverback gorilla. No, like he's, he, he's like yeah, he he's like two stories. <laughs> yeah, right. he's like he's King Kong. He's the size maybe, of King Kong. Maybe not quite. Well, how big is? Maybe not quite King Kong, because King Kong can fight Godzilla, right? But these guys aren't as big as Godzilla. Real know. science here, <laughs> legitimate journalism from my end here, folks. <laughs> So uh, Scourge now has both halves of the transwarp key and he puts them together. And for some reason, doing that starts building a giant beam in the sky weapon. Not only that, it builds an entire star bridge. Yeah. Like it, like mechanically, like nanobots or something. It, like I thought it was just a vision, kind of like how everything fades when you go talk to Unicron and you're in Unicron's like plane of existence. I thought it was like that. But no, it's a real structure. It's a star bridge, like a yeah. giant one on top of like a, a dormant volcano or something like that, presumably, which is why there's lava, as which it's, conveniently comes into play later in the fight scourge. And so the, the Autobots and the Maximals are like, all right, we need to work together. Prime gives a like rousing speech and Primal chimes in and about like how they the Maximals and Autobots and humans must work together to save the Earth. And they're like, all right, let's go. And they're like, Autobots, Maximals, roll out. And so they show up and make a stand to go and like fight uh, Scourge and the Terracons. And then when they start charging toward the like giant Starbridge structure. I know it's just action, but the last 20 minutes of this movie is like a big, long fight scene. And it's pretty fucking hype. It's hype. And it begins <laughs> with after uh, uh, Prime is like Autobots, Maximals, roll out. And then uh, when the enemies start appearing, uh, Ronnie Primal says, Rhinox, Cheetor, Maximize. And they transform. I, f- I started applauding in the theater at that moment. <laughs> I, I was, that was pretty, that was pretty hype. And it's the first time we see them maximized. Yeah. We see them in their robot form. Even in the, the be- at the very beginning when they were on the planet, they were all in their beast modes. Yeah. 
the action moves so quickly, like it's kind of hard to really see Cheetor, especially because he's moving around so fast. And he's got like a spear and he's like moving fast. And, it, it's hard know, to really make Cheetor out. bullshit. It's hard, kind of hard to make out his form. There's not enough spotlight on them, and I wish there was. Yeah. There's not even, we're not even kidding. There's no dialogue with the Maximals, and oh, man, I wish they were in the movie more and there was more dialogue. It's just primal. Primal and Air Razor. Like primal and Air Razor, yeah. Like you said, it, Rhinox literally has no voice lines. Even though he's credited as having a voice actor, uh, David Sobolov. Which, David Sobolov, interestingly enough, voiced Depth Charge in Beast Wars. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, maybe he came in and went, Arr! Could be. He also voices uh, Ape Link, and he voices Battle Trap, one of the Terracons. <laughs> he, oh. he, he got paid for this movie, so good for him. Yeah, hell yeah. Man, what, what a wild ride that must have been for him. To come and do Beast Wars. Again. Shit, like, in a big... Yeah, like fuck yeah, that's yeah. rad, man. I mean, yeah. I don't like just because I don't like a character doesn't mean I don't appreciate. Like, I don't. I think Depth Charge is dumb. <laughs> Beast yeah, Wars, but like he's, all he's very like he's very like nineties like Punisher like edgy type character. I work alone, kind of. Ah, stand alone. <laughs> Godsmack comes on when wait oh whoa wait wrong. Wrong year, right? Nineteen ninety four. So um, that was a little bit after, but that was the vibe of depth charge. Yeah, <laughs> of depth charge. Yeah, yeah. So a big battle happens. Um, it's Autobots. Biggie Smalls is playing in the background. Autobots and Maximals versus many Terracon drones and uh, Mirage confronts. Humans Mirage. are running through the corridors. Uh. Yeah, Ed, Mirage and uh, Noah. Oh, yeah, because uh, Elena figures out like the basically the shutdown code for the thing because Primal had half of it and Air Razor had the other half, but she's now dead. And because of some symbols that were in the cave, Elena is able to like figure out and decipher like from what her the research other from the original first half of the piece, as well as symbols like in the cave where it yeah. was supposed to be stored quite literally like i said her function in this movie is just to figure stuff out it's to figure it, it's the it, she's the nerd character who's like oh well you see like these symbols and like these and, and now i know how to speak um cybertronian she's the uh she's the nerd character but hot but hotter <laughs> that's right i she is played by um dominique fishback whom I actually think is... I wish I had her there, but... I think is quite pretty. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, she's there. She's the nerd. She's there to, to figure things out. Uh, Noah yeah, and... Mir the pipes. Noah gets grabbed. Noah gets grabbed. Mirage comes up to save him. Mirage seemingly gets killed by Scourge. And, and pins um, Noah, like, under the wreckage. Yeah, to in an he's effort lost to hope. protect. That, that was actually kind of emotional. Yeah, when that, there's that radio him. to his brother. Yeah, oh yeah, it's been revealed some time ago that um, uh, Mirage has been chatting with uh, uh, Noah's, Noah's brother, little brother, the whole time because apparently Noah invented the longest range walkie-talkie in the 
history of mankind. Well, maybe Mirage gave it some like upgraded Cybertronian tech. Right. Yeah. And they've got like a Cybertronian like radio receiver back at back at oh, his room. Yeah. And like it, it's established early on in the movie that his little brother really likes walkie talkies. So they'll talk to each other over uh, him and Noah Even will in talk the same to each house? other in the same house. We'll talk to each other. And like their code names are Sonic and Tails. I liked that, which I thought was cute. And then after Mirage dies, well, seemingly dies, um, we hear we see the radio that was like built into him. And he's like, hey, are you there, Knuckles? So it's revealed that he nicknamed Sonic. Mirage. Sonic. He No, no. He, Nick, uh, his little brother, nicknamed um, Mirage Knuckles. Oh, Knuckles. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, his brother gives him a pretty because basically like Noah's lost hope and he's like accepted the fact that he's going to die. So he's basically saying goodbye to his brother and his brother like gives him a pep talk and is like, no, no, you're like the strongest person I've ever known. Like you, this you was always... like cheesy as heck to me, but I'm watching a TV show about like humans and robots saving the world. So I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It was cheesy, <laughs> but I still, uh, I still got feels for it. Yeah. It was cheesy in a good way. Uh, so his pep talk like works and it actually gives uh, Noah hope and Mirage like kind of comes back to life and he's like, oh, you're alive. He's like, yeah, kind of, but I'm going to need you to take the wheel for a while. And in a, I thought this was badass. Mirage transforms into an exosuit for Noah. I was in between having an awkward smirk because of how cheesy it was and thinking it was really hype. Yeah. Because as we've seen, Mirage in particular is very modular. Yeah. Um, he he transformed around Noah to like reorient the car forward during yeah. the chase scene. Um, he gave, by the way, Noah's been fighting with like a power glove. And that's how he defeated the little um, freezer yeah. creature that was after him. Um, so we've seen that he can like mo modular parts himself. He can reconfigure it. Reconfigure, that's the word I'm looking for. And uh, yeah, he turns into an exosuit, or the parts of him that are still like alive, um, turns into an exosuit around Noah, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do this. That's canon. Well, at least the oh. exosuit part is. Canon. Oh, and apparently the um, the transwarp key, like firing and like beginning to open a portal, actually like supercharges all the energon in the valley, which revives because they just have like the body they put of... them on like an uh bumblebee's body on like a energon altar yeah a raw which... energon altar yeah yeah which uh yeah the the transwarp key supercharges it and that brings bumblebee back and so bumblebee like oh uh... when um uh stratosphere um fl flies and like paradrops bumblebee over the battlefield yeah, that's a good fucking scene, man. <laughs> and like Dr. Dre is playing in the background or NWA or something. I wish we had seen uh, Ronnie Primal flying in robot mode in this movie. That would have been pretty cool. Like to just hear him say prime jets and like which take one off. is the one that like flies the chick with the um, night uh, nightbird nightbird. She's got like samurai swords and she can fly. Which is weird because she turns into a car, but whatever. She has multiple. She can fly though, right? Am I crazy? She's flown multiple. Yeah, yeah, she flies. 
it would have been cool if they like had a flying at each other like moment but yeah this primal doesn't fly yeah apparently not maybe he will in the sequel and maybe they're waiting he he does have primal's classic um like swords though dual swords which i thought was neat that was pretty cool uh, um, and then uh what ends up happening oh there's a fight as he's trying to now noah with like the the exosuit um uh he teams up with uh prime prime yeah and prime and like they they fight scourge and uh prime just overpowers scourge this time because plot reasons so before there was a huge like difference in their technology and they couldn't even like their their weapons couldn't even like hurt scourge and but, like, like scourge now was like visibly he stronger rolls but... up his like sleeves but now because prime is determined apparently he's just gotten stronger and is well there's lava and he like puts his face and he's like oh look out hot lava the fight's good it's just like there's no like if the maximals gave him a weapon and it's like this should work against then that would be cool right yeah. but no he just i i guess they had to target like weak links cuz or have noah like stabs like an arm blade thing into his achilles heel or have like, like prime prime and primal team up and like together that like tag team uh, that would have been cool yeah that that would have been cool because then the whole thing is about teamwork right right but nope nope they need his one-on-one duel with scourge and he's like i'm finally putting you away and i'm like but how you've never beaten him and then he just does and i'm like okay i can't <laughs> But the lava sure. also melts the uh, computer console uh, that Elena was using to turn off the space Prime was beam. too Prime was too generous with his lava, and uh, yeah, it melted oh, the, the console. When Unicron is starting to come through the transwarp portal, if you listen carefully, there's a like modern like rendition of the uh, like classic Unicron theme. The do 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 do. If you listen oh, closely, if you listen closely, it's there, which I thought was cool. That is cool. Uh, what uh, ends up happening here? Uh, well, despite the fact that Primal had said earlier in the movie that uh, the transwarp portal can only be turned off by this console, otherwise, uh, the ex- uh, doing it any other way, explosion would the- be greater than a supernova. Yeah, the explosion would be greater than a supernova. I, did I misunderstand? Or is that a really big... So, but then, after the console is destroyed, Prime is just like, well, I'm going to destroy it and stay behind. And I'm like, like, hold up. Earlier in the movie, have, we we, we destroy the whole solar system? Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that, but then I, I dropped it because I was like, what what couldn't they do because it would destroy the solar system? Like the, the whole planet, like everything? And, and then I dropped it because I was like, eh, whatever. No, no, this is this is a big old plot inconsistency right here. <laughs> this feels like something that got uh, like just missed in like over multiple script revisions. And then ended up in the. So let's just ignore that, you know, if they had destroyed it, it would destroy the planet because, uh, yeah, they they do. So Prime decide he's like, all right, well, uh, I will stay behind and destroy it. And, uh, well, I'm going to die in the process. And Primal is just like, uh, your sacrifice will become our uh, oath. 
oath. Yeah. And um, Ellen is like, what the hell? No, no. And they and, force uh, her into uh, the... Noah refuses to refuses to let Optimus go and like stay behind to help him as like he because after when they like, when they come back so they go see you and it shows him riding away on Bumblebee but he ends up coming back oh yeah he ends up coming back and after another the trope is, yeah so after Unicron sucking up um, after this yeah after the like space bridge uh, collapses. Uh, is destroyed which it's not even that big of an explosion and it barely injures it barely does anything to prime so i don't get what like doesn't what do the anything big... to any of them so i don't get like what the big like primes like i will sacrifice myself so that you can live and it's like it didn't even hurt him this is where the the shaky writing <laughs> is a little didn't even hurt him um but the the portal's still open a little bit and unicron's like doing his sucking Thing, where he's like grabbing the the gravity's reversing yeah. and like flying up in the air and he's almost getting dragged away he tries to grab onto the the structure with his axe and just as yep. he's about to fly off am i miss am i misremembering uh am i misremembering or did uh when uh noah like grabs prime to like hold on to him and uh he says till all are one i, I maybe you're you're right, because I remember just as it looks like he's going to go out of nowhere, Noah grabs on is like he uses his booster jets to like pull and he's like, maybe he says to all or one. I'm pretty sure he does. Um, OK, and I'm, I'm um, going it, in. Noah's Noah's not strong enough to pull, uh, even with the suit grounded to pull uh, and then to pull Optimus Prime. And uh, yeah, just as uh, just as our uh, boys are going to get sucked up into the great Unicron mouth, um, Primal is there too. So thirty seconds ago, it made this big deal about sacrificing themselves, right? And they all left. Literally, all of them left. And then, as he was about to go, Noah and Primal like went back to save him. Right. And it was like, I mean, kind of seemed like none of you really needed to go. <laughs> Right. So, but they needed a chase scene with these three. Watching a, I'm just uh, checking the scene out now and I'm watching it in 4K. The Transformers look really good in this movie. Like the Transformers CGI is really, really good. Really good. One thing I'll give them props to, even though, again, I don't like the Bayverse style of faces for, um, for robots. Yeah. For the Transformers. Um, I do like how the Maximals look trans um, techno organic. They they did a good job at that. Kind of making them more like beast machines. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got beast yeah. machines vibes from it. But even yeah. like the Autobots, like the Autobots themselves, like they look more metallic and gritty and dirty and Yeah. And they don't look like a mishmash of like they look more functional. They they don't look like a mishmash of like metal shards like they did in the Bayverse. Like a, a million metal shards that just magically like interconnect. Yeah. They actually look like like Transformers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Noah does say to all are one. Nice. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, Prime is like, uh, uh, Noah, let me go. Save yourself. And Noah says uh, to all are one. And, and, and during all of this, I'm like, actually... No, no, I, 
I like this guy. Yeah, I, I like this guy. He's a good guy. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the the uh, there's a reverse chase scene. Basically, the bridge is collapsing behind them, being sucked up, sucked up by Unicron as they're all running away. Yeah, and it, it's pretty hype. All the and they trans they, they able they're they're able to get free of the gravitational pull temporarily, and they transform. And Unicron's and, like, like, "Damn you, Transformers! I'll get you next time." And uh, the gate closes. Yeah, the gate closes. Now, while this is happening, because it's showing him coming through a gigantic planet-sized portal to come and eat Earth, don't people on Earth see this? Right. It shows a cloud over, like, Peru, and it shows a cloud over New York. Yeah. But why just those two places? Well, it's presumably all over. So it's like, yeah, so... Hmm. I, no one no one wondered what was going on, but we find out that people did wonder what was going on because we get uh, introduced to a certain uh, organization at the very end of the movie. I was confused for the longest time up until it just blatantly told me because, um, yeah, as everything's wrapping up, um, it shows him working on like a car. We don't know yet, but that's going to be him rebuilding Mirage. Mirage. Um, and he's going for another job. And this one's like a at like a meat packing plant or something. And uh, this guy knows an awful lot about him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, uh, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, like I did some, uh, some, you know, some team building exercises, like on this, like international mission. And the guy is just like, yeah, so why don't you tell me more about your time in Peru? And he's like, well, I never said it was Peru. And he's like, well, we, um, we know a lot about you and your uh, let's let's call them friends, you know, the big guys, the big guys. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, that's a good answer. He's like, I, <laughs> I, I actually liked this exchange. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I want you to know that your son's medical bills are going to be uh, taken care of uh, for the rest brothers, of his life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your brothers uh, medical bills are going to be taken care of for the rest of his life. It's the uh, least we could do for you uh, saving the planet. Yeah, in lieu of a in lieu of gratitude from the planet, we see on a little TV that like Elena's um, like being interviewed for discovering like the hidden city of El Dorado or whatever and the artifacts and everything. So it's like, oh, good for her. Yeah, and so uh, she's she's getting clout and recognition. So, so this guy uh, who's interviewing him is like, uh, we'd like to offer you a job. We're a like international. Uh, 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 organization who uh, handles planetary defense and yada 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 and he's like no I'm not interested and he's like well think it over here's my card and he opens up a door and it takes an elevator down a to secret this underground base base with like all this like futuristic tech and he's like we could really use someone like you you know there's a war coming which is also a uh, a, a cliche right there there's and, always uh, a war coming and uh, Noah flips over the card, and it straight up has the G.I. Joe logo. I loved G.I. Joe growing up, and I am I like those G.I. Joe movies. I haven't seen the Snake Eyes movie, but I like those G.I. Joe movies. They weren't particularly like successful from a box office or pop culture sense, and they even used the same logo, from G.I. Joe logo, from those movies. And I'm like, do we really want to... Like, <laughs> why don't we just reboot gi joe use this as a way to reboot gi joe why are we going to tie and try it try and tie it sorry folks it's getting late um tie it into a movie franchise that wasn't even that popular and not only that that completely changes the gi joe verse 
if you yeah. mix it with again cool but like if you mix it into the transformers verse so but and no and now so it's like okay so we got the autobots but we're also bringing in the maximals and oh we got unicron what's this we've got gi joe now too fuck they're here too why don't we bring in mask while we're at it and bring in rom the space knight oh <laughs> uh, what what else, what other ip dude did we buy uh scooby doo fuck, fuck, fuck it, it. let's let, let's get the Monopoly guy in here too. We let's own get that. The Monopoly guy. <laughs> right, uh, right, Hasbro. Uh, da, 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 no. Uh, Will. Uh, Barbie? Oh, no, wait. That's Mattel. That's Mattel. Right, right, right. And they're already uh, doing oh, their thing. Oh, oh, oh. We just bought Power Rangers. Let's get them in here too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And you know what? The moon? Um, perfect. Uh, the the Terracons? No, the Predacons wake up Rita. She goes, ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. <laughs> so it's Rita, <laughs> right? And the Predacons versus G.I. Joe and the Maximals. And oh, and then we, then we find out Zordon is actually uh, Vector Sigma. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Anyway, so that's the end of the movie. There's a post credit scene with um, where we see Mirage come back to life. So, yeah. When Reek is visiting um uh noah and it's like dude that guy doesn't look like a guy who can keep a secret right he's a criminal though but i mean he seems like the kind of criminal who would roll if he was like offered a deal that, that's what i mean yeah absolutely he's not he's not keeping his mouth shut so that was uh transformers rise of the beasts yeah it was it was very beastly uh well here on uh, uh, Too Much Energon, whether it's comic, whether it's TV show, whether it's board games, whether it's movies, whenever we review something Beast Wars, we give it a rating. Uh, it starts, it's a three-tier rating. It starts uh, from low, bad to high, uh, not enough Energon, sufficient amount of Energon, to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Siege, you just watched Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. What would you, what would you rate, rate the movie? Uh, it gets a very high, sufficient amount of energon for me. As far as live-action Transformers movies go, this is absolutely leaps and bounds the best one. I was gonna say that still makes it, <laughs> it infinitely it's a, better. It's a low bar, but this is absolutely the best live-action Transformers movie. Um. The reason why it's not a two, and I, I've seen this movie three times now. I, I do like it, and I will watch it again. Um, the reason why it doesn't get a too much energy on for me is one: uh, there's not enough maximal, not enough maximals. Yeah. Uh, it takes them other than that opening, uh, that that prologue at the beginning, which apparently was added afterward, at like after, like it was added like way deep in post production to just to kind of explain to the audience who the Maximals are. Uh, the movie makes no attempt to try to explain like why the Maximals turn into animals. There's no plot related reason for it. You don't need it. You got some that turn into animals. You got some that turn into uh, to cars, you know? Uh, there's a lot of plot holes in the movie and we've talked about them while we've been recapping it. So I don't, I don't need to go over them again, but the drone uh, footage of uh, Peru is great, though. I like seeing all the terrorist like 
ruins. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> if this is a sign of things to come for the Transformers movie franchise, then hell yeah, I'm on board. And and that's the thing. Um, I'm going to mirror you. It's like, it's close, but I can't give it too much energon. Like, Rhinox doesn't even talk. Yeah, exactly. And now, by the we, way, I'm not if, a stickler. If, I don't need them to sound the same. I don't need them to act the same. I don't need them to look perfectly the same. Right? I don't need the same voice actors. But like, there's like three voice lines from Cheetor that are throwaway and unforgettable. Rhinox doesn't speak at all. And it's like, they come in an hour into the movie. Over an hour. Oh, over, well over an hour into the movie. And it's like, they, they were almost unnecessary to the plot, too. Mm-hmm. They they were there to add exposition, basically. And that being said, My Little Pony is going to be in the next movie. Uh, is TMNT? Yeah. Uh, no, they're owned by Nickelodeon. Right. But yeah, Monopoly Guy, uh, My Little Pony, Furbies. Furbies are going to be a thing. Who else does Hasbro own? I don't know. <laughs> Bunch of stuff. Furbies. Uh, let's see. Uh, G.A. Joe, Play-Doh, Potato Head. <laughs> Bring Mr. Potato Head in. Bring Mr. Potato Head in here. Why the fuck not? But yeah. um, it's Littlest Pet quite, Shop. It's not quite good <laughs> Nerf. They, they're all using Nerf guns. There we go. <laughs> Come on, Hasbro uh, Cinematic Universe. Make it happen. Yep. But um, yeah, it gets a t- uh, sufficient amount of energy on soundedly Art. sufficient yeah there is are hype a, moments the music's fun is it like it's incredibly me? predictable but whatever is it a uh, high sufficient energon like me or just a regular sufficient energon a regular amount uh, a regular amount of energon you All know right, how sure. um uh, uh, not quite enough to get bumblebee to come back to life ah uh, fair enough <laughs> Well, that was the uh, third anniversary special of Too Much Energon, a.k.a. episode 127. Best way to support the show is go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where at the single $5 Gary tier, you get a bonus Patreon-exclusive podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. Uh, you get the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb Podcast, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Instagram at threat and threads on Instagram at at app. Oh, God. Sorry, people. Again, it's late. Uh, uh, at Christopher Siege. Uh, Cal, where can people find you? I'm on the... Th- Threads and Instagram app at Calhalla, K-A-L-H-A-L-L-A. Um, I make TikToks these days, apparently. Uh, NeoCal, TikTok. And oh, I haven't we- checked Twitter in like a month or, or X is now like, still says tweet. The tweet button is still there. X going to give it to you. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week with Drum roll. Beast Wars Second Super Lifeform Transformers Episode One The New Forces Arrive. That's right, folks. We're jumping on the old Autobot shuttle and flying over to Japan. That's right. We're finally doing it. And uh, 
this is this is going to be a, lo a long run of episodes uh, because there are quite a few episodes. There are two Japanese Beast Wars series and there are quite a few episodes in both. But uh, this is going to be the final uh, the final uh, run of reviews for uh, Too Much Energon. This is the beginning Once of the end. Beast Wars stuff. Uh, unless, out. yeah, who knows? They could make a new Beast Wars cartoon. When we started this, there was no Beast Wars stuff going on. No, there was just Beast Wars and Beast Machines and the Japanese Beast Wars and the 2006 comics. But now we got War for Cybertron. We've got this movie. We've got the 2021 IDW comic. And who knows what else? Who knows? Maybe so, it'll go on forever. Doubtful. I certainly hope not. It's a license <laughs> to print money, right? Right. Animals, robots. Kids love it. Yeah. Dinosaurs. No dinosaurs, dinosaurs in this movie, though. Yeah, no Predacons. Oh, except for the except Scorpions for that they, the Scorpinox that they effortlessly defeated. Yeah. Oh, Please well. send reinforcements, Lord Unicron. Okay. Sends a bunch of shitty Scorpinox. Yep. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Anyway, we'll be back next week with that. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neil Cal. Uh, thanks for listening. We will. Uh, steal your Porsche next week. Steal your Porsche next week and as always stay stay beastly. <laughs>